BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to today's episode. I'm very excited. We recorded a swap with Nicole Walters. This is such a good episode. It's all about navigating your 20s. We're talking careers. We're talking about being a strong, independent woman, um, a driven woman in dating. We're getting like very detailed and niche because Nicole is a badass and very successful. And I just love her. Big news. We're doing a restock in honor of Valentine's Day week on the Breadwinning Housewife Navy set and the Pink Crew. You guys have been asking for this for so long and we were really never planning on doing it, but we are doing it. Okay. So tomorrow it's Friday and we're launching, I want to say 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So set your alarms. It'll be on my Instagram story if you guys need notifications or anything like that. And then as always, you guys can watch us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, all the fun things. All right. Love you guys so much. Let's welcome Nicole onto the show. I'm so glad you're here today. Oh my gosh, I'm glad to be here too. It's gonna be fun. I selfishly have so many questions. <laughs> I'm here for it because I'm expensive. So pick my brain, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, right? We're gonna be talking navigating your 20s today. Mm-hmm. That is what pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast, that is all they really care about these mm-hmm. days. And you just, you are someone I really look up to and I feel like oh, have so some good advice. Yeah, I mean, I've been through it. My 20s were absolutely crazy, but I hit a lot of marks and I'm, happy that now that I'm in my 30s, my life looks the way I want it to. But I also really want to acknowledge that 20s aren't like they used to be. So it's like I give all the advice I can because you guys are facing like stuff that I just didn't have to deal with. So whatever I can give back, you deserve. (laughs) That's actually very real. Yeah, it's it's super real. real. Like, oh, my God, a pandemic? Like, God. (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. Okay, so you got married at 22. I did. That was a choice. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Well, not married anymore, girl. Yes. (laughs) I was like to start with. So, yeah, I got married at 22, and I will just never forget that. The main thing I was thinking at that time was there's marks that I need to hit. You know, it was you finish school, you get married, you get a house and you do all those things with a partner. And I will never forget saying to myself, I just need someone who's good on paper and the rest of it will fall into place. Like I wasn't really focused on love as an idea. I felt love was more of like a fantasy notion, you know, or it was something that kind of grew over time, which I don't know if you ever heard that it grows over time, you know, but no, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm learning now in a new relationship and divorce that like, no, like there are certain things that need to be there from the beginning. How old were you when you said that to yourself? Oh my gosh, like 
I mean, that was how I approached dating. So, like, I didn't really start dating, dating until I was 18-ish or so, just because, like, my parents are kind of traditional. And, you know, like, there was a little bit of that religious backgroundy part of it, you know, that impacted that. But also, I just kind of wasn't the type. Like, I was really extroverted, out, outgoing. Like, I had my own stuff I wanted to do. So, yeah, I mean, I really thought when I met my ex, you know, my husband, you know, at this point, <laughs> like, when I met him, I was 22 and just saying to myself, like, I want to get a house and you get a house with a person, you know, like I want to. He meets all the marks. He's he's a Jewish lawyer. You know, he's successful. He'll always make more money than me. You know, and I just need to, like, work really hard until I hit my goals. And I just had, like, these perspectives around what was required for me to be who I wanted to be. And I saw that through by getting married early. It's interesting because we were talking about how both of us have taken, like, unconventional paths. So it's funny to me that you fell into that of like the societal norm and the pressure that so many people feel because that's also just not you at the same time. Not at all. It's you know? so not me at all, but it's also understanding. And this is part of what makes you so great. And like we've talked about it is like you were honest with yourself and you followed what you intuitively knew about you. You were like, I'm willing to see this through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do. For me, it was I know who I am and I'm going to always kind of like kind of march down this path. But just in case, I'm going to keep one foot in the traditional bucket just in case. So within my marriage, I was still building a business. I was still pursuing careers. I was still like learning things, creating content, becoming an influencer, doing all of those things. But I was doing it within the construct of a marriage where it was like, we'll still have a house and we'll have kids and we'll do this stuff. And that was part of the tension. Okay, got it. That makes a lot yeah. more sense to me. Mm-hmm. What are some things that need to be there from the start of a relationship? So I think without fail, there has to be this, and I know everyone always thinks it's going to be love, but it's this like deep-seated respect. And if the respect isn't there, the relationship's not going to last. I think too often we think that, oh my gosh, like I have an issue with, you know, their job or their style or their looks. No, it's like, honestly, all those things has to do with respect. If the person takes care of themselves, physically on a standard that you really identify with, you respect that. Like my my guy now has a skincare routine. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> exfoliating is a family value in my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like the fact that he has a skincare routine and I didn't like show it to him or teach it to him, but like we talk about products. Like I love that. You know what I mean? I yeah. respect that he cares and he like wants, he goes to the gym every morning at five because he like wants to care of his body, but he also wants to look good for me. Like I respect that, you know, mm-hmm. and that respect is a foundation for everything. It's funny that you say that because my mm-hmm. dad has always told me that. And my parents are very much so divorced and both remarried. Yep. And he was like in a relationship. He's like, you need to respect the person. Yes. And I don't know if that's because he's never respected a guy that I've dated. Well, probably. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But also... I I have always heard that from my dad and yeah. only recently that I really understand understand it, right? it and mm-hmm. start thinking about the fact that up until I would say like 24 every guy that I'd ever been into I liked them and therefore I liked who they were. Yep. And now I'm meeting people that I actually really respect as people mm-hmm. and maybe I don't have feelings for them right this second but right. I do respect them and like them as people. That's right. And that is a Totally, totally different ballgame. Totally different yeah, thing. It's totally different. And like the part about respect too is like sometimes when people hear like, oh, I don't respect someone, you think that it's like mean, right? Like yeah. how can you not respect someone? It's not that. It's like you could literally be doing your own thing and I actually like have respect for you living your own path. But respect in terms of us being in a union, you know, do I want your lifestyle to contribute to mine? So like even with my husband, like 
we live very differently. We have very different perspectives on like goals and ambition and drive and career. We just approach it so differently. And that is all good and gravy for him so he can get the results that he wants from his life. But it just I didn't respect his input in my life because they didn't align. So it's like I, I don't dislike him. You know, I don't wish ill on him, but I definitely lost respect because I, it was affecting my life in an adverse way, you know? So mm-hmm. I love that your dad, like, put that in you at an early age because it is really important. But understanding it, oh, my God, how many relationships does it take before we realize, like, that's the issue? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because I felt like him saying that was almost very pretentious. Mm-hmm. And so That's what I'm I, saying. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. Like, oh, no, I don't disrespect anyone. It's like, no, like, I broke up with you because literally, like, I don't have respect for maybe your lifestyle or the way. But it doesn't mean your lifestyle is bad. It's yes. just not in alignment with the one I want. It's you not know? for me. Mm-hmm. It's not Mm-hmm. That, but I remember thinking like, okay, dad, get off your high horse. Right, you know? right, right. Like, these but guys are fine. These guys are fine. But yeah. then what's also sad about that too is like, or what's tough about it, I guess, is that like the guilt that kind of comes with it and how long it takes to realize that you deserve to say that you don't respect that lifestyle and you don't want it as part of yours. You have a right to only accept and let in the life that you want. You don't have to take anyone else's. And I think that as women and just in this society, just so often we're told, like, take what you can get, be thankful, be grateful, be docile, be humble, be polite, you know, be quiet, you know, all of these things when it's like, no, you know, I have a right to say that this lifestyle doesn't work for me. I deserve more. I want this type of like you can say that it's everyone else's choice if they're going to give it to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I also have a very specific way that I, like, live life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very routined. Mm-hmm. I really care about fitness. I really care about wellness. Yep. I really care about all those things for my emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And I need that in you someone else. That. I can't not have that. Like, there's totally. nothing more attractive to me than a guy who has a routine, like, does skincare, yep. can, like, I don't care how you dress, but, like, takes, like, gets ready. But there's intention. Yeah, right, there's behind an intention it. behind right. it. Mm-hmm. And, like, reads or listens, like, learns. Like, you, you just, know? and that, and you're right about all that. And that's what I mean when I say, like, there are people, like, look, girl, I love a donut. You know, I love yes. taking a day off in the gym. Like, I love all of that. And if I do it more than you, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It's just that's what's in alignment with my life. If it's going to draw you down and away from the things that bring value to your life, it's not going to work. So like I'm in a relationship with someone who works out every single day. I do not work out every single day. Like he going to the gym is part of his fuel. Every morning that is part of his routine. I'm not an everydayer at the gym. Like three times a week, he'd probably laugh at this because sometimes not three times a week, but three times a week and I'm good. I feel like go me, you know? And It's okay because that's not an issue for us because I'm not holding him back. If anything, I'll create space so that he can do that. So it's like he respects that I still see what he needs as a value. So like we still work, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that so often we forget that like if you don't have that foundation, you feel like someone is keeping you from doing the things you are put here to do. It's just not good. There's no fixing that. You know what I mean? Like and that's what I learned you know, that ultimately led to my divorce after being married for 12 years was like, oh, I have to do what I'm here to do. You know, I have goals and I can't sit around and wait for someone to get on board or to see value in them or to want to help or like I got to go and I can do it myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something I want to talk about when you were saying that there's all these things about women, like be quiet, be this, be smaller, Mm -hmm. be whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of girls who listen to this podcast who are going to be able to relate to this. And this is speaking from my own experience. I have always, and I, I don't think I realized it at the time, in part of it too, there's a few aspects of this. We were talking about this earlier about being like the breadwinner and a girl who just is probably always going to make more money than whoever they're with. So that's one aspect of it. 
But when I was in college or younger, I would always make myself smaller in relationships because I was like, and it wasn't always a financial thing. It was sure. just like, I had a career. I, I also have a big personality. Like I would just always make myself smaller, not realizing it at the time until I got out of the relationship. And I was like, oh my God, I can breathe again. Yes, me. yes. But what do you, what is your advice to not finding yourself as a woman who's like a powerful, driven girl? Strong personality. Strong personality. Mm -hmm. What's your advice to not make yourself smaller in dating? So this is easy, like, because it's not easy to do. Obviously, we all have to learn how to do it. But it's easy to make that shift. And the big shift is you want to make sure whoever falls in love with you falls in love with the, the version of you you want to be your whole life. Yeah. So, I mean, when I tell you that in my current relationship, I had moments where I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want them to see me, you know, see how much I love a donut. You know what I mean? Because if they see that I love baked goods and this person works out every day, what if they're not going to like me? If you find yourself adapting and shrinking yourself, it's great if that maintain. you know, you get to keep the relationship. Hooray. You get this person who loves you. But the version of you they love is not actually who you are. So how do you know that the love is real? How do you know that the relationship is real? I would rather be messy in front of this person, tell the truth in front of this person and have them reject me ultimately from that truth because the truth is perfect. You know what I mean? And that is something that sustains. So like in my current relationship, I like which my guy's amazing. He's hot. He's kind. He's fun. He works hard. And like he knows everything about me. And like we kind of put that out on the table in the first six months. You know, I was yeah. like, I've got this going on. I adopted these kids like all this. And he was like, hey, I take it all, which only let me love him more and only let him love me more. So you can't shrink yourself because ultimately you're going to, like you said, you're going to get out of the relationship and be like, oh, my God, like I finally get to be me. And it's like, yeah, when are you going to do that in the relationship? Six months from now? You think he's going to love you so much that now you can be a hot mess? Like, no, like just do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I hear when you say that, too, is I am such an like efficient minded person mm -hmm. and I don't want to waste more time than I need to or have yes. to. Not that like dating the wrong people is always a, like a waste of time. No, but you have to be honest and in integrity. There's so, yes. listen, there's so many people to date. You know what I mean? We're all very busy people. Let's just go through. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So I would rather them, I've noticed that now that I'm not doing it. And it's like, I would, I'll like say things that I maybe wouldn't have said before or I'll be like, well, I like that or whatever. And it's, I've, I've noticed it now and I'm like, I would rather them just know, just, just know. And also just if they know. don't like me, they don't like me. Like, they don't whatever. like you. Well, and what's weird about that is like that, the fact that you feel that sort of emotional ping, you know, where you feel inside, you're like, oh, I said something that may not go over well. Like that is the, the unlearning that we have to do because that is society putting something in you that that's wrong. So take that as like an intuitive note. You know, if you feel that emotion where you get the little belly butterfly where you're like, oh my gosh. I said something that may not go over well. Well, listen to that. Question it. Why do I have that feeling? Where did it come from? And how does it serve me? You know, mm -hmm. and the truth is, if you are in a room with, uh, with a guy on a date and you're like, I love sushi and he hates sushi, even if you guys fall in love and he's super hot and the best guy I've ever met and has so much money, girl, you're not going to eat sushi for the rest of your life? You know, like, yeah. is that the price you want to pay, you know, to be with this person? Like, if you're going to do that, at least do it intentionally. Yes, mm -hmm. that's very helpful. Yeah. I did take Spanish classes in high school, and I'm going to be honest, my stepsister, which is Sophie's mom, really is how I passed those, okay? Like, I, I learned some things, but it didn't last. 
So now I'm using Babbel, which is the best way to learn a new language. It is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. They're addictively fun and an easy way to learn a new language, whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just need some free time. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be affected. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which is huge. I always feel like a little bit embarrassed when I like don't know how to say it correctly. You know, when you're like ordering something on the menu and you like don't know how to pronounce it. This is huge. There's so many new ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash I love you. That is babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash I love you for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. There are two types of people in this world. Those who, you know, openly fart in front of their partner and those who turn on the TV very loud to try and cover it up. Luckily, there is a third option for the awkward gut stuff, okay? The gut stuff can get a little bit awkward at times, okay? And that is why Symbiotic Plus is the move. Ritual, which I love Ritual. I already use their protein powder. Ritual created a clinically studied three-in-one prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic to help support a balanced gut microbiome. This little daily Symbiotic Plus is so amazing because it's so easy to add into your routine. It is a daily three-in-one prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strands to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. A postbiotic is important to include because it provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthy gut barrier. It's basically just a win-win. What's so crucial about like this Symbiotic Plus from Ritual versus other ones is that they have a delayed release capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon, which is an ideal place for probiotics to grow and thrive. Okay, but my personal favorite thing about it is that it's an all-in-one single nested minty capsule. There's no refrigeration needed, so it's easy to take with you when you travel. I keep it in a cabinet above where I make my coffee in the morning, so it's really easy for me to remember it and just like have it in my routine. 
Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. That's right. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash I love you 10 to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. Let's talk about being the breadwinner. Oh, yes. In relationships. Money. It's so important, especially in your 20s, because I know the girls who listen to this are driven and successful because they're like you. And money's a thing and people don't talk about it enough. So I was sharing this before we were recording. And just as like high earning women, it is probably I will probably end up with someone who doesn't even touch what I will make. Oh, for sure. Like, most likely, No, right? for sure. And by the way, it'd be awesome if they made more oh, money. Listen, it if, would. if a billionaire is interested, <laughs> yeah. we receive that. You know what I mean? My Instagram was at Kinsey Elizabeth. That's DM right. Me. We Thank receive you. that. No complaints, <laughs> yeah. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But now I'm realizing in dating, I think before I was just so taken advantage of mm-hmm. money-wise mm-hmm. that now I'm almost a little bit scarred. And before I never cared. And I think part of it was a little bit making myself smaller, but also being sure. realistic and knowing I was in college. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's even making money. Like, Absolutely. Like, everyone's about. broke. Like, what are you I, Exactly. Saying? I had a very mm-hmm. weird life path. And I wasn't like bawling out by any means, no, but, but I was you, making girl, money. Girl, even having money in college exactly. is like, what? You can like pay for things, go on trips, buy tickets. Like what? Yes, you know? like that's very yeah. unrealistic. Super unusual. And I got lucky. I started working really young yeah so well not lucky you you did that yeah true yeah, you did i got that. lucky in the sense of i found what i love to do yes young. that's, that's what right I, mean. mm-hmm. I worked for the rest of it that's but, right yeah i don't know i think since i'm now scarred from being so taken advantage of financially in a specific relationship now it's i've noticed it's like bothering me more i'm thinking about it whereas i never did before sure so what do i do about that so it's good that it's even on your mind do you know what I mean? Because it is something that, honestly, I, I dealt with the same thing. And when you're in a relationship and that isn't at your forefront, you're like so susceptible to that going really far and possibly being really damaging to the point where, I mean, you don't want to be 40 having spent so much money behind fixing or changing things so that you're aligned properly. And now you have to have the same energy you had in your 20s to to get where you want to be. Like, you don't deserve that, right? So I have to tell you, yes, it's true that we're likely, I mean, when you're a multimillionaire, the odds aren't very good that you're going to find another multimillionaire because there's only so many of us in the world, period. But Make no mistake, you can't find a guy who makes a quarter million a year. You can't find yeah. a guy who makes a half million a year. He may not make the same money as you, but he definitely can make very good money to take very good care of you and show up the way he should in a relationship. But all that being said, the guy that I'm dating right now, we always joke that he's L.A. poor, meaning he makes great money in every other city. <laughs> but in L.A., it doesn't count for anything, you know. And so he, what I found and what I love about him is it's his work ethic. You know, what we're actually looking for isn't a guy that makes a ton of money and can buy us all these things. Because the truth is, especially with like girls in the 20s and this generation, we'll get it ourselves. You know what I mean? We're not reliant on some man to take care of us. We don't buy into the patriarchy. You know, it's a totally different perspective. But we do want a guy who's going to have work ethic. We do want a guy who's going to help show up. So like I have a guy who recognizes right now that some of his value in our relationship, you know, if it can't be financial, is labor-wise. So he creates a he creates a soft landing for me. So if I have to work all day, he's like, what can I do when you get home so you don't have to do anything? Can I cook? Can I pick up the kid? Can I make sure the fridge has food? Can I run a bath for you? Like this care. And I think that a lot of us 
don't acknowledge that that's what we deserve because we're such workaholics, you yeah. know. But it's part of the extra pain of it. It's like I pay all the bills and then I come home and the house is a mess. Or I pay all the bills and I come home and you you played video games all day and you don't even know what we're eating. And you, you know what I mean? It's like you're really like leeching off of the last little bit of energy I have. And I just that's not fun for me. You know what I mean? So my guy works hard. He also has his own life and he's very purposeful. So like you said, it's really attractive when someone has intention in their life, in their clothing, in their work, in their body, in their wellness, in their care, in their reading, you know, in their motivation. All of those things don't cost anything, you know. Yeah. So even if he was a billionaire but didn't have any of those attributes, he wouldn't work either. And that's what I think a lot of us forget. A lot of us are like, well, no, I mean, if he's got money, I'll figure it out. No, you won't. Like, you would want the plan that must be that I'm going to be with him, then divorce him. <laughs> Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because there's no way that you're going to be with someone who is a video gaming sit on the couch bum who's a billionaire. You know what yeah. I mean? So ultimately, I think that's what we really want to look for. We want to look for a guy who has intentionality around their life, their own friends, their own plan, and ultimately is willing to take care of you as you pursue your own. I think, too, when you're a girl who's very driven and, you know, we love working and yep. making money and all yep. those things. It's hard to like let go of control sometimes in other areas. Oh, yes. So even when they're like helping, that's a very beautiful thing that comes in because one, it's hard to ask for. I, I like and ask I think for about it, like, like if even, you know, no, and I'm like, I pay for all that stuff Literally. now. So like mm -hmm. it's I'm already outsourcing. So it's yep. like it would be a hard thing for me to like accept that almost. For sure. Well, I mean, so I had to learn through therapy that one, I can't always dictate how it's done. So like if they're saying they're going to plan or like a date, I'm obsessed. I'm the planner. So it's like, yes. I know what I like. I know where I want to go. Like, I mean, I literally have started sending him date ideas and he just keeps a list. So it's like, now it's great. That's Plan me. a date, but it works. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but I've also had to let go and just sometimes say, you know what? The gift is that I'm not doing it, you know, and whatever it is, if I trust them enough in the relationship, it'll be fine. It may not be perfect. It may not be exactly what I want. It may not be flawless, but it's about the time. It's about the fact that I didn't have to do it. And it's the showing and display of love. And like the world's not going to end, you know, if I go on a date that isn't exactly what I want or if dinner isn't made exactly how I like it, you know, and letting that go and having that show of love honestly matters more. So sometimes it's like, look, if I'm not going to do it, I can't dictate how it's done, you know. Yeah. So let me kind of give that space. But you also if you have a partner you trust, you're not going to struggle with that. Because you True. know that they're going, like my partner right now, I mentioned to him that, you know, I like to make my bed every day. Like I'm, you know, it makes your room look clean, you know, like it's just I, kind of a thing. The thought of not making my bed has never even occurred to it, me. I've it's never a thing. in my People life get up not and just walk away. That's Girl, so crazy. Monsters. No, monsters. <laughs> like serial killers. Just leaving, you yes. know. And so it's like, no, like you wake up, you just tidy your bed up and then like, you know, so you can go. And so he's like, oh, I didn't know that like that was a thing for you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and so... <laughs> Just letting you know. And like, and then of course there's the part of me that, you know, if I was in my twenties might've been like, oh, well, I don't care. It's okay. Like, you know, cause I didn't want to like ruffle feathers, but then I would have been unhappy, you know? And so it's like, no, I was like, I make the bed, you know, it's a thing. And I really like it done because I also know I can do it myself. If it matters that much to me, I can do it myself. Well, the other day I came in and he'd like gotten up, you know, and he made the bed. And I remember thinking to myself, one, all of this is wrong, right? Throw pillows wherever, <laughs> you know, the blankets in the wrong Classic. direction, you know, like I was like, do you not know what a pillow sham is? Like, how are you living? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like all these things, but he did it, you know? And so what I chose to do was I said to him, I said, I want you to know, like, this is so meaningful to me that I mentioned it once that you did the thing and that you heard how important that was to me and you found the time to do it. And then his response to that was, 
oh, of course, baby, I love you. Like, no problem. You know, I know you said it was important to you. Also, I realize I may not know how to make a bed. So if you don't mind and you can show me, then I can do it right next time. That's how I know I'm with the right person. Beautiful. You know what I mean? That like, you're speaking my love language around making a bed. But it's like, we don't know to look for that because we're so busy shrinking ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and we're so busy accepting less than we deserve. And we're so afraid to be by ourselves sometimes. And it's like, no, like, it's not worth it. You know, yes. it's not worth it. Also, I decided to, like, stop dating for, mm-hmm. it's been, it will have been almost two years oh my from, gosh. Like, my period of not dating. I'm, like, so excited for you because looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to come back. I'm not kidding. And, like, a year and a half, well, I wouldn't no, be surprised I, if you I were, like. I just finished, like, my two years. But that's what I mean. I would not be surprised if in 18 months you're engaged. Oh, wow. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be either. Like, yeah. crazy things have happened. yeah. But I I had so many, my friends had so much to say about this. And like, I love my friends dearly, mm-hmm. I do. But I'm like, sometimes you just have to ignore them. Oh, no, you, you know? have to do what's right for you. Again, you do such a good job listening to yourself. And that's a big deal. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I know that I need time. One, I had an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. And I needed good. to make it secure. And I keep mm-hmm. joking that I think I'm avoidant now. Mm-hmm. But I actually don't think I'm avoidant. I think I just don't have those anxious tendencies. And therefore, I, I'm associating that with thinking that I care. And you're assessing. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not just jumping into it to, yes. to have that indulgence, that connection. Yes, yeah. And I'm able to see. And the best thing that has come out of, I mean, besides so many things, I went to bed with peace on my pillow every yes. single night. Like, yes, it was yes, just yes. so good. I, my friendships improved so much. I mean, the life that I wanted, like it was, it has truly been the best two years of my life. That's amazing. By far. But what is so amazing is that I love my life so much now. Yes. So for me to even text a guy back. That's right. He's got to have something going on. Exactly. He's got to be it. Mm-hmm. That basically, I'm like, we're married. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. I, you know I mean? well, but that's what I mean is like, honestly, if I'm at that place, especially when you make your own money and yeah. you have your own life. Like if you're not bringing something to the table, which is what I mean when I say they don't have to make a lot of money. The guy I'm with now, I'm marrying this guy. And I know that because he brings so much to my life in ways that I could not pay for, you know, mm-hmm. and I would not have him around if he could not do all of that and more. And I literally, you know, the people I was dating before that, like, it was like, I don't have time for that. Like, you know, and like kind of like you were saying in the efficient way, you know, like, I don't have time for it because my life is complete. I am a complete person and I want to be able to do above and beyond what I thought I could do with a partner, you know, and that's what my new guy does. So that's also why I said, like, when you come to that realization and honestly, that realization legit can only happen if you spend some time by yourself. Like yeah. you cannot come to that, you know, like I'm a God girl. So like, you know what that means? And I'm not like hyper religious or weird, but, you know, essentially, I believe that God speaks to you in the quiet moments. Yeah. But if you have someone else in your ear all the damn time, like how are you having a quiet <laughs> moment? You know what I mean? Like yes. you legit need to be in a relationship with yourself so you can get all that insight. You can get that perspective. You can learn like you read like crazy. You know, you can learn about attachments. I was like, how are you doing any of that if you're always looking around for someone if you're not looking you're only looking inward and like that's a big deal and it's why I'm saying that like no joke in 18 months the energy you put out and what you start looking for you're gonna go through <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy you're gonna go through guys but you're gonna go through mentally you know like yeah not, not a fit not a fit not a fit and then you're gonna find that person where you're saying you're a fit and they're going to be a fit on a deeper level than just companionship or just on paper they're gonna be a fit on a soul level that's going to actually be a relationship for a while. So when people are like, oh, I can't find the right guy. Well, then the issue is be by yourself for a while. I you know? completely agree. No. I've grown more. I should honestly do an entire solo you episode should. of my two years being single. You should. I have grown more. People are terrified of it. Yes. And I you know? was too weirdly because 
I was never, even though I was always dating or having mm-hmm. whatever, I wasn't really the girl who like always wanted a boyfriend. No, sure, but you always having someone in the background is still a thing. Yes, and it was like know? background noise almost. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just need, and I didn't think it would last two years. Yeah. But honestly, what I found was that I was just so much happier. Absolutely. That I was like, let's just keep it up. But you it know? was like, where where do they fit in to bring them back in? Uh, not yet. You know exactly. what I mean? So, yeah. And I'm like, I just felt like there was a shift that I'm like, all right, like dip, things are happening mm-hmm. and it just. I, I'm just in a lot better place with it. Whereas yeah, before, awesome. like the thought of even like speaking to, like texting someone made me want to like throw up. That's, like, I mean, you know? and, like, and honestly, I would love for you to do a solo on this too because we talked a little bit offline about some of the things that happened in the yeah. realizations. And I think that when those two and two come together, when you're like, well, what were my previous relationships like? This was so off-putting and I still am not 100% clear on how this happened to me. You know, yeah. how are you going to get clear on that while dating someone else? And do you are you in a safe place to date again if you don't have clarity around what went wrong before? It's kind of like, you know, like I have a consulting firm. It's like building a business. There's no way that I can give you advice on how to hit your next goals if I don't know what you're doing, what money you have, what went wrong, all this other stuff. Or not just talking about how I make a bed, but also how I pack my fridge. You know, I don't buy groceries and then shove them all in my fridge with my old stuff. I take all my stuff out. You know, I see like, okay, this is kind of expired. This is kind of low. This is, you know, these are the new eggs and these are the old eggs. You know what I mean? Like, and I just like tidy it up because I don't want to put something that may be new and beautiful and wonderful and maybe even the right relationship on top of an old, moldy, not as effective foundation. And the only way to get it right is to clear it all out and keep it empty, you know? And that is what you did. And I'm telling you, I'm like so excited. I'm claiming it first. I'm like, (laughs) I can't wait till the news is out there. Like I'm with someone and it's amazing. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) I People have been saying that to me recently. They're like, Mm -hmm. I think you're just going to meet someone. It's going to be it and you're done. And that's it. And you're done. Like in the two years being single. But it's not in and done though. It took you like people forget that it's like you can meet someone, get, you know, engaged in a year, you know, and all that. And people are like, wow, that was so fast. And it's like, no, because add the two years I was single. I was still preparing myself for that relationship. Very true. So the reality is it's like, no, like we've been together for three years. Like, so my current guy that I just am so in love with, Alex, he before he met me had made a lot of intentional changes. He was like, I'm not using like like used to smoke and drink. He's like, I'm not doing that anymore. And not for like judgmental reasons, he was like, I just need more mental clarity. His own journey. Yeah, his own journey for his next season, you know? And he's like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. This is what I want to do with my music and the industry. These are the people I'm going to network with. So it had nothing to do with me. Didn't even know I was here. But he, whenever he tells a story of us, you know, he always says, look, like the minute I started surrendering and letting those things go, I found you. And he was like, and my life has been incredible since then. It's only been forward moving, you know? And we, not that we don't have hard stuff, but you know what I mean? And so, so I add that time of his journey, you know, to the time of my journey because realistically we've been preparing for each other for years, you know, and I think that that's what's really beautiful. When you meet your person, it's going to all click because you're going to have that clarity, you know. It's like you've been waiting, you've been ready to be with them for years before they even showed up. It's like so beautiful. So <laughs> true. And if I would have been with them even a year ago, it wouldn't have worked. Have, yeah, literally, like, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. Honestly, we wouldn't, like you don't understand, we wouldn't have even spoken a word. Literally. Because guys, even a guy like approaches me, I have nothing, I like, There's and I just like, it's almost like I forgot how to talk to a guy and it wasn't that, I just, was not going to talk you to weren't it. Like, You weren't doing it. You weren't into wasn't it. Going to do and it. like, honestly, so much, there's so much pressure from like everyone, especially when you're like pretty and you make money and you're successful and whatever. They're like, oh, I want to hook you up with someone. I'm not looking. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, and not just I'm not looking, but I don't want to, if your friend, if your hookup, if your connect is like the guy, I don't want them until I'm ready. Like the last thing I want is to meet this person and not be in a place to like receive them and turn into a relationship. So it's like, no, I'm not ready yet because 
I don't want to find the one before it's time. So like oftentimes I think that in my 20s, it was always like, well, whatever doesn't work, we can modify it. You know, like, oh, he'll be ready to get married at this time. Or, oh, you know, if he once he finishes his job with this, it'll work. Or once he finishes school with this, it'll work. Or when maybe if I can move to a state like there's a million things you want to modify. But I always describe it to buying a house. If you walk into a home and the only way the home will work is if you tear down this wall, change out this sink, get new countertops. Girl, that's a whole new house. That's yeah. not a renovation. And interested men act interested. So if he is interested in you, you will know that with clarity, you know? And so these are the things that like, I wish I knew back then because I would have honestly been single for a good chunk of time. And I wouldn't have wasted my time with a bunch of people that I shouldn't have been with. And I definitely am thankful for those relationships because I've learned a lot. But at the end of the day, it still took, I still came back to having to take almost two years of aloneness, you know, before I was ready for my partner. So, so crazy. No matter what, you're going to have to do it. If there's one thing in all seriousness that has helped me in my 20s, it has been ruggable. I'm not kidding. Okay, listen, I have dogs and I also like to host and I also am a mess myself. And what I found was that I was spending so much money on rugs that was it was honestly just like draining me as a human being. Rugs are expensive. And then I would have to replace them because I would trash them. The dog would trash them. My friends would trash them. It was just a whole thing. Right. So regardless of what phase of life you're in, you need ruggable because Rugs, again, are expensive, and they should be able to be washed, okay? And that is why Ruggable is the best thing ever. Ruggable makes machine washable, non-slip, and stain-resistant area rugs, runners, doormats, and bath mats. Their rugs are designed to withstand whatever life throws at them, dirt, dust, spills, and even pet accidents. Ruggable's patented rug system comes in two pieces of a lightweight rug cover and a non-slip rug pad. It's super easy to detach and reattach whenever you need to clean it. If you all watch my vlogs or follow me on Instagram and you see the rugs in all my in my house, every single rug is from Ruggable and I purchased those on my own. If you watch my vlogs when I lived in LA, every single rug in my house was from Ruggable and I purchased those on my own. I'm just now working with Ruggable, okay? I love them. I will never have another rug for as long as I live. Again, if you watch my vlogs, you know that we're working on a little move. We're working on a little new house. Updates to come, okay? And Ruggable, I will be reaching out because I need new rugs in my new home. I'm not kidding, guys. Like, you have to. First off, the rugs are also really cute. They have these really cool collections. Like, they did a whole, like, Jonathan Adler thing. And they also have, like, really cute kid-friendly styles from, like, Disney to Star Wars and Marvel. They are just the best. These rugs are completely necessary. Do not buy a rug again that you cannot wash, aka do not buy another rug that is not ruggable. Visit ruggable.com and use code I love you at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's code I love you for 10% off your order on ruggable.com. I think my struggle too is with my friends like hookup culture is like obviously such a thing oh it's such a thing and it's just mm-hmm. not for me mm-hmm. I'm not by no means am I against it and yeah. by no means have I not participated for in sure. it it's just that's not I don't like it. Like, it may not be a way of life for you, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of people see it as just kind of, no, like, I actually don't need a long-term relationship. I just want to have companionship, you know? Like, mm-hmm. someone I can, like, physically, you know, indulge with and maybe have some of that intimacy of, like, cuddling and someone who's a partner to go to things, you know? But I have to tell you, I'm such a big, like, I'm into love, you know, as a concept, but I also am into partnership as a means to get ahead like and now I'm going to sound super old and cheesy but there are financial benefits to it you know like so you know obviously if you file joint taxes you make more money you know if you have kids you have deductibles if you you know there are all these different benefits that are like kind of messed up but you know they do exist and it's easier to buy a house there's two income households hit certain goals like insurance like there are things down the line that 
really there's a reason why you want partnership on the paper. But outside of that, like it's easier to work out if you have an accountability partner who's going to go with you. You know, on the day that you don't want to eat the healthy meal, it's nice to have someone who's going to make it for you. There's times where you're going to come home after working so hard in the right way towards the right goals. It's really nice to have someone get up and get you a blanket and, you know, a drink and make you a cocktail. And like that is part of staying alive and hitting your goals. You you deserve that, you know, and I just don't feel like hookup culture aligns with that in the long term. I think hookup culture is seasonal. If anything, it's not a way of life, you know, and I get that, you know, like how you're like, that's not my thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I know myself well enough to know that this is just not me. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't do it. And so I was the weird friend who wasn't. But you're allowed to be the weird friend, you know? Whatever. I don't care. And I'm like, if I were to be doing that right now, it would actually like negate all the other work for myself, knowing myself personally, negate all the other work that I'm doing because I know myself. And I'm like, I wasn't even in a place where I wanted to want to. Mm-hmm. And then also I just wasn't in a place where it would have been good for me at that time. Well, and also your partner, right? Like think yeah. about the other person, you know, like because there's two to tango, right? So if I'm here saying I'm really into hookup culture, well, what if that person is secretly looking for a relationship or very interested in me? Like now I put myself out there, even if I was very clear about what it is for the beginning, now I'm the person who looks like the douche because I'm here saying like, nope, this is all I want. And that person's like ready to move. To the next. If you're not, just don't do it. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because this is a recent shift that I'm making in my dating life. Okay. Naturally, I would say, and this isn't always the guy that I've dated, but naturally, and this is most of the guys that I've dated, naturally, I am attracted to like the loudest guy in the room <laughs> sure. that like has all the issues. Like yeah, not even yeah. has all the issues. Like I know what you mean. It's like, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> just a lot. Like yeah. the biggest personality, yeah. a mess, yeah. but like fun. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm so like structured and have a routine yeah. that someone that's spontaneous it is gets fun you to out me. Of your shell. Mm-hmm. And I found long term is what I've realized in therapy recently yeah, therapy. is that I somehow ironically associated that person with like confidence, mm-hmm. which actually more often than not, that guy is the most insecure in the 100%. room. hundred percent. So it always would run into issues where I'm like, at first, these guys, we always get along because we have very similar personality types. And at first, they're attracted. The reason that we end up ending is the reason they're originally attracted to me in the first place. Wow. And it's that I'm driven, successful, have money, whatever it is, right? And they're not attracted to the money, but like that aspect of it. The money also ends up being an issue. And because they're not secure in themselves, it causes problems down the line. And that's like a whole other conversation. What I now am realizing is I'm like, maybe, maybe I just need to be with someone who is like chill Mm -hmm. and has a more quiet confidence, Mm -hmm. can get along with anyone and can hold their own. I can't babysit you. Like you have to be able to be friends with pretty much any kind of person and work a room. Like you can talk and do your own thing. But maybe, just maybe, Mm -hmm. they don't have to be the ones yelling on top of the table. Yeah. I think that's huge. So huge, right? (laughs) So you know what's funny? I think that so many of us think that it's an either or, you know, where it's like, oh, I want the guy who's like, you know, the big frat guy who wins over the room and seems like he's a star because honestly, it feels good to be on the arm of that guy. That's like a universal feeling I think that every woman can relate to. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to be with the quiet guy because it's like, he's going to be boring. I'm going to have to, especially like, our work is one where we perform. You know what I mean? Like we have to bring our energy because at the end of the day, no matter how we feel, we have a job to do, you know? And uh, even though if we're feeling authentic, we still try to show up, you know? But it's like some days it's like, 
I would rather not talk at all, but it's like I am scheduled to talk. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like one of those things where I think sometimes it's nice to be in a relationship with someone where it's like, oh, they'll carry, you know what I mean? And I don't want to be with someone who's boring because like maybe I won't go out or maybe I won't, you know what I mean? Well, here's what I learned. I was in a relationship with someone who was very introverted. Now, I mean, when I say so introverted, it's the point where it's like, you know, there's elements of not knowing how to work in certain rooms, you know, because it isn't natural for them. And I thought that was great because I was like, oh, someone who's quieter, it's kind of the opposite of what you thought. Someone who's quieter means that there'll be more space for my bigness. You know, like they're never going to try to shut me down because I'm, and I can be as big as I need to be because they're not going to try to compete with me for that space. Now, what I learned though was I do really well with an extrovert as well. So you can still have that big personality. It's just that they're able to know when it matters and when not to. You want someone who's intuitive, someone who's able to read the freaking room. And like that is the biggest. I love having someone like the person with now can be the life of the party. But oftentimes they're not like I also thought I couldn't be with like another entrepreneur or another person in the entertainment industry because like I do TV and all that. And I love being with a musician. So he's like a producer. He does sync licensing. And I love it because when I'm in his space, I get to be his girlfriend because it's it's I understand that world. I understand that networking. I can help him close deals. You know, I can help him negotiate and do all that stuff on the side. But I do it as his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like I get to go in there and let him shine. And people are like, oh, what does she do? I'm like, oh, I just do some, you know, some stuff on the internet, just like anyone else. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not about me. This is his world. And he's the one who shines. I gas him up. But then when he's in my world, he's like, she's a speaker. She's a this, she's a that, you know, and it's like great because he understands both things. So it's like, it truly is like, yes, you can have that guy, but he just needs to know when that's appropriate. And it's not appropriate at my family's Thanksgiving dinner. You know, it's not appropriate at my live event because you're uncomfortable with me being on stage. You know what I mean? It's like knowing when it's time to have that energy. And like, I I don't know, I literally had started off dating people like my ex, you know, like, I just need to be quiet. This is what I'm used to. It was all wrong. It was all wrong. It's finding a person who knows how to navigate the right world. So I think where I've gone wrong too with the quiet guy is and it comes down to like a respect thing yep and horrible and again it sounds so awful because it sounds like i don't respect these people it's not yeah. it's not that it's that this is for you and this is for me that's yes, all exactly <laughs> yeah. and i was like i just feel like i my friends would always say like you have such a big personality you should be with someone who like lets you shine and lets you whatever yep, and I'm like, that's what i thought but yeah. i actually don't want that i don't because want that i will bulldoze over them i yes. won't respect them i mm-hmm. won't which again sounds harsh but i'm like mm-hmm. I, I won't but what i've realized is like i associate quiet with anyone who's not screaming like yeah you know so not engaged in the world like I want people who are driven and ambitious and going for it so really it is like my partner is driven and ambitious and going for it in his own lanes in his own space in his own way and then that way when we're in like like people talk like oh you guys are a power couple and it's because we're doing like I love being with someone who easily could get a Grammy I likely won't have a Grammy because I don't work in that field yeah you know but I could have an Oscar I could have an Emmy I could have a Tony you know like these are all different areas we talk about this all the time like he could get a Grammy I could get an Emmy he likely won't get an Emmy but we could probably get a Tony together you know mm-hmm. if I wrote a screenplay and he did the music you know what I mean and it's just beautiful to have that compatibility and to be able to work a sort of parallel lives but not necessarily overlapping or feeling like we're too far apart. And I think that that's what we sometimes have a hard time articulating. Like, I'm not looking for someone who's, oh, I I love the bad boy. I love the loud guy. No, like, for lack of better phrasing, you know, you want somebody who at home behaves a certain way necessarily, you know, that may be different from, you know, out in the world. So I love that, like, my guy, like, 
he's a softy with me. Like, he's just like a big old baby cuddler, like, you know, and I love that. But when we are out, like, that is my man. Like, I am, he is holding my hand and gripping me up. Like, he is going first. He, or like, and I like that. Like, he orders my meal for me, you know what I mean? Which doesn't have to. I could be picking up the tab. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know the difference, you know? And that's just a character trait that I enjoy is I want to feel like I'm not a dominant personality, even though I'm dominant in my business and in my world. And that's what works for me. I'm not saying that's what women need to be, but that's what works for me in my relationship. And I like that I can be with someone who understands that and doesn't abuse it either, you know? Like, because that's the thing too. You know, guys think they can run over you and that's not the case at all, so. I just really want it to also be about someone else. Yes. Like, I'm so tired of myself. Carrying the room, dear God. (laughs) I'm I'm over it. I don't Mm want to do it. Okay, last thing I want to talk about with money and dating. Yeah. When you guys started dating, mm-hmm. paying for dates, yep. how did that go? And then yep. how did it transition it over the relationship? That. So the way it works is just overall, I'll say like in terms of because we're now together together, you know, so like he still pays what he always paid proportionate to his income. Okay. So that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, especially if you're like the breadwinner. So it's not 50-50, right? Because if he had to pay 50% of the bills, that'd be more than, you know, a large portion of his income. I still want being with me to for lack of better phrasing, hurt, if that makes sense. Like, I want you to feel that you're still contributing because you have to work. It's not a question. You have to work. I've been in relationships, you know, I was in a relation, you know, my previous relationship where my X did not contribute, you know, financially at all. Like, you know, that wasn't, well, it was very minuscule and at times it was not at all, you know, and that disproportionate, again, it, it, it hurts the respect portion of it. So, you know, my current guy, he will take a huge portion of the bills. Nothing has changed from when he was living on his own, even though we live a nicer lifestyle. You still have to pay for things. So when it comes to going on dates, especially in the beginning, if it was a date that I suggested that was more like what I wanted to do, like if we're going to Nobu, I'll pick up the tab. You know what I yeah. mean? Because you you wouldn't bring up Nobu, you know, and you obviously wouldn't pay for it. But if we're going to his favorite taco place, you know, he might pick up the tab. I think part of it is also being the person who's willing to humble yourself and be okay with that. And then, you know, every once in a while on a birthday or an occasion, he'll take care of it, you know? So for my birthday, I just like get so giddy about the story because like I love it. He did a combination of using his connections as well as paying to give me a birthday that was just more than my level, you know, like he called in a favorite Magic Castle because he has a friend there, you know, to like make sure that we could go to Magic Castle. And like he booked a room at like my favorite hotel, you know, which is not cheap, you know, like and like but, you know, that was out of pocket on his own, like, you know, just finding the balance, you know, and that I think is it's about the intention behind it. You know, it's less about the money, you know, so that's kind of how we do it. So like if you were doing a trip, we might fly coach, but we'll still stay at a nice hotel, you know, but if I'm doing the trip, we're flying first class and we're staying at a nice hotel, you know, that sort of thing. And then just being chill enough to be okay with it, you know. What about at the very, very beginning? Yeah, at the very, very beginning, he covered everything. Like literally, like because also just being candid, you know, for you and for, you know, people listening, People don't need to know your money. When do people talk about money in the beginning of the day? That's actually a good question. I don't even tell. I didn't even tell him. He didn't even know I had money until we got to the point where we were going over to each other's place, you know, and he came over to my place for the first time. And I will never forget. And this was probably like a solid month and a half in. And he was like, what is it you do again? Because like I lived in like, you know, a penthouse on the like 400 feet from the beach in L.A. You know, he was like, what is this? You know, but Prior to that, he was like, I didn't really know. He was like, I drive a Tesla. So he was like, I knew that you had a nice car, but it's L.A. Everyone yeah, has a nice car. It doesn't mean Tesla, anything. Yeah. You know? So he was like, yeah, I didn't really like I kind of knew you had money, but I didn't think it was that type of money. And he still picked up the tab. He, we still and we did normal dates like 
I wasn't expecting him to put me on a helicopter and fly me to Catalina Island, you know, to have a, a dinner in Avalon overlooking the water. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we went to sushi. We went bowling. You know, like, we went out for coffee. We went roller skating. We walked on Venice Beach. Like, we just did normal things. So he didn't know I had money. Like, I don't even tell people. And honestly, on the day-to-day, I don't tell people, you know, like, unless you know and, like, who I am. like, what would you say? What would yeah. you even say? Yeah. By the way, By the I'm way. quite wealthy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, who does that? That's weird, yeah. you know? So, like, no, I didn't even say anything. And what's great is the foundation of our relationship is not built on money. And And like, since I knew he liked me authentically without that, it was fine. And honestly, and I think you'll relate to this too, he didn't even realize what I did or what it looked like until he started being allowed into my world world. So going to speaking events or like seeing me get recognized, like when we're out, you know, that was when he really started being like, oh, this is a thing. It's like a real thing. It's a real thing. And I was constantly evaluating his response to that, you know, because he might, he wouldn't be around if it was a problem, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what I want I, I just want them to pay at the beginning oh yeah and then things can change 100%. but like I want you to be paying at the beginning absolutely and I don't think that's weird at all you know what I mean like and there are times like I'll never forget he paid for probably like our first like four or five dates and and it also lets me see kind of your character and like what you like and what's of the level of what you want to do and like you know did you take me to a really nice restaurant is it always chill can we just get tacos and a coffee because I'm that type of girl I just want to kick it I don't necessarily you, always want to do by the way my favorite you know? restaurant is Chili's literally so, like, yeah, literally yeah. you know like the quesadilla <laughs> is so good they use like a ranch chipotle dressing you know what i mean like it's a thing so it's like i just want to be able to just have a good time you know and like for me that means that it isn't always you trying to like dazzle me you know like i've gone on dates with the guys who are like oh here's a handbag here's a purse i'm doing that like i don't always want to get on a jet you know i want to be normal you know and so that and sometimes that's tacky it It is tacky it's like tacky it's overwhelming it's not authentic you know and you know it's not sustainable it's very unlikely that you're going to be on jets every day if that is the peak of your relationship what are you going to do when you guys are in the valley and it's not so good you know so it's like i love that you know my guy could take me for a Slurpee and a taco and I like and we would laugh and talk for hours. And that was everything to me. So eventually, though, I remember on like maybe like sixth or seventh date, I was like, you know, I'd really like to take you out. Like, I'd love to take you out to, you know, because I wanted to see him. So I was like, I'd love to see you. Can I take you out to dinner? And he was like, yeah, OK. Like, no one ever does that. Sure. And like I took him out. It wasn't too, too fancy or anything, you know, but it was like a little bit nicer. And he was like, this was really nice. Thanks. You know, and I was like, Cool. And it was just a nice little dynamic change. But it was after I felt like we'd earned that space in the relationship. You mm-hmm. know, so I love special. that. I love it. I'm like so in love. It's stupid. No, I was going to say <laughs> that. Like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, oh, thank it's so you. beautiful. It's going to happen for you, too. I just like I really do believe that, you know, and it's not just because I'm in love now, but I really do believe in it. Like it's you know, it's a part of life that's worth experiencing. And once you've experienced it, it really does open your eyes to sort of understanding and compassion. And, like, I understand love music now. Like, I understand movies. Like, I understand when people talk about, like, I I quit that job and moved across country. I understand it now, you know. And if there's anything that will ever settle your workaholic butt down, it's being in love in, like, the deepest way. Because, like, I look forward to being with this. I look forward to waking up. Like, it's everything, you know. So oh my God. I know. That's I mean, so beautiful. It. It's like a thing. I feel like a nerd, too, because I'm like, I still work hard. I'm still a boss. <laughs> like, no, I love that, though. Yeah. It's, it's just healthy. But it took time. It yeah. took time. It took heartache. It took 12 years of not quite right and learning and two years of by yourself, you know, before I found my thing. So 
It's 13 years in the making. I love that. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. You're amazing. Where can they find you? Everyone can find me around the internet at Nicole Walters and also NicoleWalters.com. And I have a book that is coming out very shortly. So just stay tuned for that because I'm really excited. It's going to be on shelves everywhere. And your podcast. And my podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and of course, listen to the Nicole Walters podcast. It's so good. It's chock full of gems like this and more. It's amazing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.